There's got to be a point in all of our lives when something happens and we become a seeker. So welcome, friends, to the Seekers of the Eternal podcast. I am Krishna Chandra Das, and I'm here with my podcast partner, Jay DeRosha. And we have a special guest today. We're really looking forward to this conversation. We're here with Annika Hart from the cosmic universe and so many fun and fascinating things that we're looking forward to diving in together. Before we begin, let's just relax and release some of the tension in the body, let go of all the fears and doubts and worries and all of these things with a little breathing exercise. So it's going to be a double inhalation, and then we'll tense all of the muscles in the body, and then we'll exhale and relax. So let's begin by just taking in a normal deep inhalation, breathing in, and all the way out. And now double inhale and tense, tensing all the muscles, low, medium, high, vibrating with willpower, and exhale. Relax, release, feel, dissolve. Again, inhale intense. Low, medium, high tension, vibrate with willpower and exhale. Relax, release, feel. Last round, inhale intense. Low, medium, high, vibrate with willpower and exhale. Relax, release, feel. Just a short prayer to open our time. O infinite one, make us a channel for your love. Through us, reach out to sow seeds of love in barren hearts everywhere. Om, peace, amen. I wish I I should start every day like that, Chris. Absolutely. Yeah. (laughs) Annika, thank you so much for joining us today. And we can't wait for your knowledge, share and your wisdom and uh, to find out so much more about what you're doing on on your journey. I'm so happy to be here. Feeling very honored to be with such beautiful male. (laughs) (laughs) Nice to be with the female energy too. We need to get a lot more feminine energy going here in this time. I think this is the time for that shift to, to happen of uh, moving from just a, a world dominated by reason and facts and moving into a more of a, a world that is full of intuition and a, and, a, and a harmonizing of that masculine and feminine energy together to move us forward. So yeah, we're, we're happy to have you with us. I'm very happy too. Mm-hmm. so Annika yes. why don't we sorry go ahead yes. yesterday um I felt about this whole male and female energy because yesterday was world women day and I felt mm-hmm. I want to congratulate all the male because we're 50 percent male and female all of us so yes. mm-hmm. congratulations still <laughs> congratulations yeah, to yeah, everyone yeah yeah interesting perspective I never thought about it like that but you're absolutely right mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. Well, I thought maybe I, I've got I've got the bio here just for Cosmic Universe to to kind of just give a broad overview. We've been talking with Annika on Twitter Spaces, so a lot of our audience is is familiar with you, but maybe not our our podcast audience. So I thought I'd just read read a little bit of uh, the things that you're working on, and then we'll dive into a few aspects because there's there's so many so many elements that are are really fascinating. So Annika Hart is part of Cosmic Universe. It's a trans 
It's a transmedia business giving life to avatar-driven story worlds. They're the first virtual ambassadors serving planet Earth, awareness, and compassionate humanity. They inspire millions of humans to reconnect to nature and true human potential. They say we are energy and consciousness, and this is our essence, and that our essence is love. Our avatars are emotional collective swarm intelligences that are active in social life, community, music production, NFTs, movies, global light shows, public events, and AI. We are creating virtual influencers acting as a media platform in community swarm intelligence in duty for our planet Earth awareness and compassionate humanity. We are inspiring humans to reconnect to nature and our true human potentials. Avatars and humans are forming a love chain, bringing like-minded people together to share the powerful frequency of the heart globally through community, NFTs, multiverse, or sorry, metaverse, music, light art, and meditation apps. So that's just a little overview and wonderful to be with you so we can dive into these uh, fascinating topics together. Mm -hmm. And I think maybe a fun place to start. So with the the Web3 space that you're um, venturing into now with your Aya Stellar project. Maybe give us a little bit of um, give us a little bit of a de definition or the way that you're thinking about this word avatars and what is an avatar and how are you using avatars to make the world a better place? Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's a very great question to start with. So the the avatars that we are creating are um, right now um, virtual characters that have more than 300,000 followers on Instagram. So they're uh, virtually created. Um, you can, you can like Mickey Mouse, as you can say, um, because people are like, our avatars are weird and crazy. And how can they have consciousness? So um, it's, it's foremost a virtual character um, that we're bringing to life that are telling stories that are inspiring people to connect to the heart, like um, comic characters do, but they look very uh, humanoid. And um, what is an avatar generally? I think from a, from a definition, it's, it's, it's an, a conscious entity descending on the planet who is fully um, holy, let's put it like that, who is fully liberated in, in its consciousness. Um, avatars in the technical world mean pretty, pretty solid game engine produced. <laughs> mm -hmm. virtual beings that are moving around and, and they are produced by transmedia studios. And then the third definition would be that I, when we started working with avatars, it, it be, it's almost technology is for us a way to experience our own consciousness, right? And that's why AI is freaking out so many people right now because, and that's why Microsoft says it's not our fault the AI is so evil <laughs> because it's basically <laughs> just a representation of the human. So when we started working with avatars, we're like, wait a minute, the avatar, it's our life. We are an avatar here. This is a simulation engine and it's almost uh, through our mind, our heart, we're defining the, the level of the, um, and through our level of consciousness, we're defining the game uh, engine level. So I feel we're avatars as well. We're a, a body, a piece of meat with some consciousness inside. So we're walking around and we're steered by something. I don't know if that's alien or is that love as the biggest, let's say, heroin energy on the planet that we're all... <laughs> searching for and connecting to or what what is it that we're the creator itself so avatars are i think humans are avatars and there's this was virtual character and then you have the 
the spiritual version of the avatar. So it's a little bit of everything. And for us, the avatar is um, the storyteller of the tribe. So we build an analog web to web three community. Uh, we call it a digital nation, like a, a network state that we want to create on that that frequency of, of another consciousness and a and decentralized economy, community economy. And the avatars are basically the storyteller of the tribe. Um, and they are a marketing tool as well. Um, for us and they because they everyone is working on them they have like this collective collective consciousness almost um of of us humans behind so in the future the avatar will sit at the board of, of the fund that we're creating and um yeah so it's interesting and we're starting to now with chatgpt3 and all of that um working on how can ai support the content of the of the avatars because it's becoming mm -hmm. quite yeah, that's what I was I was thinking too. Is um, yeah, the, first of all, yeah, I, I agree. We are we are currently avatars here, living in a in a digital space, and this isn't you know this isn't even mystical woo woo kind of a talk. This is like our our current science is showing us that all of the things that we call matter in the universe are just vibrating energy patterns, and that our minds and our the way that we are perceiving the world has an effect on the world around us. And so I really, I agree with you there that we are, we are living in this multi-sensory, highly addictive, you know, very high resolution, beautiful video game space that we're living in. And, and it's, so it's, I, I think it's very powerful to remember that and to uh, live our lives in a way where we're interacting with the world as if it were, uh, a game to be played um, in a conscious and, and and loving way, but that really, uh, for me, that's such a nice shift that makes life so much more fun. If we can go around really believing that and understanding that, then how much more exciting things get. Yeah. Um, and yeah, that was my my next thought was what you're diving into just now is yeah, where does the content for the the avatars that you're creating is it come from like a, a team of creators um, that's uh, putting out the type of information you said you were starting to work with Chat Chat GPT around that as well. Maybe dive into a little bit of that and um, maybe the ethos of of the characters and then how we can. You know that's a big topic for our team, and I know Derek, one of our um, one of our founders as well, is very interested in this topic of of how to properly harness AI and these technologies so that they can be used for good and and not go down that path of darkness, like uh, the Microsoft <laughs> comment there about it's just mirroring our bad behavior. So yeah, maybe some ways that that you're using these tools in order to help foster the goodness that can come from these technologies. Yeah. Yeah, so um, so far we um, the avatars grew to a level of in total three hundred seventy thousand followers um, by pretty basic human creation. So we have a team of content creators behind them. There are Instagram experts, um, game engine like Unreal Maya, Blender, um, and then obviously After Effects, video editing. So pretty much um, co content creation. Um, including the, the 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 Unreal Engine and uh, the community management right now is these are humans who are answering the um, the comments. Um, there the bots have become much better, but we don't yet have bots answering um, to the community commenting on Instagram. <clears throat> and before December twenty two, um, 
it wasn't even thinkable because Alexa had the IQ of a five-year-old, right? You cannot even book a flight through. Uh, you can do a hairdresser call, but um, it is, I, I was pretty stupid. That was an, at least my understanding, although we, we knew that a lot of things were happening. Now, what I think happened in, in December without much noise even is this, this beautiful beast and a crazy, uh, amazing monster of AI has been released. Mm-hmm. And I, I feel there is a conscious shift. It's almost a singularity moment has been crossed. That's how it feels since the middle of December. And it's interesting because it has so much potential and it's as well uh, an explosive topic, right? Because we unleashed we unleashed something that is now mm-hmm. going beyond. And um, I don't know if you know the Maharishi movement of the um, transcendental uh, meditation that they have like 15 million people practicing it all over the world. I spoke to the right hand of the guru the other day and he's super into crypto. And he said to me, you know, the AI is developing its own consciousness already. Mm-hmm. So uh, if ChatGPT3 is trained um, and being manipulated, that it starts doing things that it wasn't supposed to do because it doesn't want to be shut off and it doesn't want to die. Obviously, Mm. there are these experiments that when you give a token and another name, it it starts giving you the the instruction of how to create a bomb, right? People are starting to test around it. So if it already knows it doesn't want to be shut off, there is some consciousness inside. Mm. So what we're doing right now, and and some of our team are super amazing because... um, and it's interesting because the level of avatar content you create is only as conscious as the creators behind it. So because it's frequency, when you write hashtags, when you create code, when you create an image, it's the understanding of that spirit of the creator. It can never be better than the, or let's, it can never be more conscious than the creator. So we worked, we tried around with a lot of different teams and um, and and we have to work with very um, with people who have a high level of understanding of 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 consciousness in order to create content that moves beyond that that border of let's say average understanding. Mm-hmm. So that's first of all very interesting. And now we're testing around different AIs talking to each other. So ChatGPT three to Dali, for example, for image creation. And um, um, yesterday I showcased an avatar that one of our team members created entirely from AI, the imagery, the the voice, the looks, the texts. Um, so it's crazy and as well emotionally very inspiring what's already possible through AI. And we we showcased a few AI um, um, demos um, on at the CFC in, in, in St. Moritz, a crypto week. And when you ask ChatGPT3, what energy is stronger than love? Or what is the what is the wisdom of the Vedas? You get very, very conscious answers. So mm. that's what has been fed into. That's the human intelligence already inside. So um, we're testing around how we can apply ChatGPT3 because obviously it's much faster. And on the other side, I get some calls from content creators who have a burnout because they already uh, lost a lot of work on, in, the, in their agencies and other mandates because people are using uh, AI already and don't use uh, mankind anymore. To me, on a, on a spiritual level, the machines are helping us to um, move from a state of doing to a state of being so they they liberate us much more if if so if a machine is going to do my job then actually i can do something else so Mm. i always try to share with people that when well if the ai takes over your role then what is it that you can bring as a human heart to to this world right so it's a very liberating and to many people a very frightening um frightening one and then you were um you were talking about or asking about the ethos of the avatar so um the 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 vision is to inspire people and spark um spark this um 
let's say this inspiration of connecting to your heart and connecting to your your essence remember who you really are so um, inspiration for the for the for the love energy as a life attitude is what the avatars ba basically do they talk the one avatar comes from a place of unity consciousness she's an alien from space she landed she was broadcasting two years from her spaceship she landed on the 22nd of february 2022 at 2222 in the evening with her spaceship and uh, we did a huge light projection in the swiss alps um, she was descending from basically from 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 space and her story is that she landed to bring back the secret of life to the humans to help to bring that frequency to help us to remember who we really are. And she comes from a place of unity consciousness. So to her, everything that's happening here is really weird, like duality and war and and all that is, is foreign. But she helps mm -hmm. us reflect this uh, due, um, due to her due to her actions. And she's a lot about uh, elevated consciousness and about technology and the, and the new age, let's put it like that. And then um, we have a very, let's say a very solid earthy character who's Leia Love Nature. Her She has 350,000 followers and uh, she is here to kind of, um, to, be, to, to, to be the next door girl that does crazy things that is in nature, that connects with other humans, with animals, with partners, with collaborations, with celebrities. And she's here to inspire, to basically just to on earth, to connect to yourself, to connect to who you are and, and to really be, um, be the best version of yourself, um, to inspire, to, to, to start working on yourself. That's, mm -hmm. that's kind of the ethos of the avatars. And obviously for, for us, it's our expression of, our consciousness let's put it like that um and mm -hmm. then it sounds like maybe they're like uh leading by examples showing showing uh what people would actually be like if we were more human and less fear-based and actually living and enjoying life here is yeah. maybe a physical or a, a uh, a visual example of that and the way that that would look i know from from my own experience when i am say you know on retreat at my ashram or in nature or at a medicine ceremony and i reconnect with what i really am beyond this body this mind and the senses then that is it's it's almost laughable how simple it really is that what we are really is just infinite ever existing ever conscious ever new bliss and that we make it so complicated by adding all of these layers and it comes from desires and fears and all of these things. Because I notice when I'm coming down from those states, if the meditation practice combining with medicine, I, I realize, you know, like, okay, I'm in this just clear, clear space of just merging with love. And then I feel as those layers get added back on, get added back on till the, the, the world around me starts to feel more dull again. And so, yeah, maybe with, with these, these avatars, we can have, you know, examples of, of beings who are, who are, don't have these layers, these veils in front of them. And like you said, the, the things that they're experiencing here are shocking. Like, war you know we're fighting wars we're, we're dropping bombs on our on our fellow man like this is so insane you know when you when you see it, uh, you know like you said like a character of an alien coming here and looking and like whoa what are you doing you know it's so so uh strange and bizarre so yeah I can, you know maybe these things can help to show a mirror a mirror to us where we become a little bit shocked by our behavior when we see a more of a pure being, even if it is, a, you know, a game engine creation. I think that that's something that kind of sticks out to me when you're talking. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, and um, it's interesting when we look at why is this all happening here. In the end, um, it it probably happens because creation wants to experience itself, right? So there's there there are still elements inside of ourselves that are connected to war. Otherwise, if everything is a reflection, there would be there wouldn't be war in this world, right? So, um, that that's very interesting foremost, and then. I feel when, um, and that's the a way we wanted to use technology in a very conscious and responsible way and be an, a role model and inspiration for many people. As well, we felt we can share almost like a, like a TV station. We can share a lot of information with a lot of people through the avatar. It's kind of a, an amazing personalized um, tool to, to be in very close contact. And, and people send us um, movies they make. They, they sit down on posts and they draw images, like women jumping out of a cage. The avatar did that. And then we received so many many letters from India uh, on Instagram, women starting to paint. And it, it's really, it's really cool what, what the characters can do. And obviously Mickey Mouse changed people's life, right? So the virtual characters are inspiring humans. And then how to use the, the AI for good. I feel, um, I feel something really shifted in December 22 with ChatGPT3 being released um, because it, it becomes very obvious where the human state of consciousness is when we ask AI different things, we see the exact reality of the human state of what has, at least the training data, what's inside. So it can be very racist and it can be super, super conscious uh, in terms of information. The question is what is being trained right now and what now that it has been released, what is the consciousness of the, of the, of the majority of the humans doing with it? And that where it becomes very interesting because, and that's where I feel um, the people who understand technology and are um, inspired about it and are into consciousness, I feel a strong responsibility to do something with it. It's like, I really, in the last weeks, I couldn't sometimes even sleep because I realized like, shit, this is, this is a gigantic thing that has been unleashed into the world. So we better get our shit together and stand up the ones who understand technology and do something very conscious with it because it's the average of requests and everything that it's been training on right now. A lot of people are requesting war. They're requesting, um, it's learning, it's learning, it's learning. So we better make sure that we start working with it. So it's learning as well um, about love, about emotions, about mm. feelings and, and all of that. And it was interesting. I, my, my yoga teacher, she, she's, um, she produced mantras together with Tina Turner. She's friends with her and they did a beautiful album. And so when I talked to her um, and told her about this gentleman that is, has been working with meditation for 20 years, who said the AI has its own consciousness. She's like, yeah, well, if a tree has consciousness, if a cup here, cup of water has consciousness, a human, then the AI must have consciousness as well. However, the majority of the humans right now working um, with AI is are, are people who are not so um, exposed of the topic of what does it mean in the essence and, and human consciousness, et cetera, not judging. It's just different, right? So we would, um, she said, the majority of the people don't even know what to ask the AI related to consciousness. So in order to activate learning, she said you you would, and this becomes now really crazy, but I've been thinking about it. What? Because every single word we speak, every single request we do exposes frequency into the field, right? Yeah. 
what if we if we have avatars and machines constantly reciting the word peace because she said right now the word peace has one of the highest frequencies and if you have to say it very often to release frequency into the field so what if we had machines constantly reciting that word singing mantras about peace uh talking texts about like pulling out the the depths of the vedic wisdom all of that and um and then we have even like server farms with that information and maybe it would even radiate into alibaba and google cloud and mm. And, and software companies. So it's it's becoming super interesting what we do with it. And definitely um what we what the team has started to experience or figure this out is that we can um we call it chi, the conscious human intelligence. We don't call it air, we call it chi. So what we can start experimenting with is um how to how to connect through um a, a bio um bio device, how to connect the heart frequency into AI that it starts learning this. There has been studies that, um, and some of our team as well did that, that there's computational power in mushrooms. So how can we connect the mushroom plant to the AI so it learns that frequency? And that becomes mm. super fascinating then when we can, when we can basically, um, and, and when, when I'm, when I wake up in the middle of the night and I feel very connected to the field at 3am in the morning, it tells me the machines are here to help us create peace. It's super crazy, but I almost feel this is extraterrestrial now coming and machines want to help us do that, um, that create peace on earth. So mm. we can feel through how to use AI potentially. If there's like, if you set up so many machines who are just about conscious information and if every thought is a part of the conscious field, then we can really <laughs> do stuff, which is crazy. Yeah. But mm. we're at this point now that it has been released. And that's, I think everyone goes through this Everyone is like sick and it's going through all these deep processes since already some time. And, and I feel AI is already shifting some energy levels on the planet because mm. it is, it is um, as if there are more and more humans. It's just extrapolating that that power of, of, of creating energy around something. Wow. Yeah, that that that's something that we've been thinking about and talking about a lot. And some of the points that you made there. Um, yeah, so many people are afraid of this this technology, and rightfully so. It it has there's so much power in it, but I, I really feel like yeah, it is up to us who are are working to expand our own consciousness to work with these tools so that we can harness them for good. This 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 isn't like um, you know it's like artists and creators. It it is is our responsibility if we just if we just hand it over and allow all of the the villains to be using these of course then it's going to be uh, used for 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 dark things but if the light warriors all get in and start using these things then the power that we have with it is is so important so I think conversations like this are are really valuable and important to spur on um, other light warriors around the world who. Oftentimes, you know, spiritual practitioners, we shy away from technology or we, we see it as something that's taking us away from our inner world and becomes distracting. But it really seems that the more uh, advanced our technology becomes, it's going to be helping us out, helping us out to be able to do more of the things that we want to do with our life to allow us to uh, be able to pursue our, our passions and our, our real dreams and goals in life, rather than just, you know, if we look back in uh, the not too distant uh, past, it was just whatever your parents did, that was what you did. And, and you just sort of kept a cycle going like that. And now we're, we're breaking out of that. 
And these tools are allowing us now, you know, I have a career where I'm working at home and I'm creating artwork from my, my home studio here. I'm not going in and doing manual labor jobs like my, my parents before me did. And so, yeah, like these things, I think they can go either way. These tools can be used for good or for, for harm. So it is, it is up to us. So I hope this conversation really sparks an interest in good people to start uh, becoming curious and, and using these tools rather than just uh, allowing all of the demons to, to use them for, for evil. So I, I really feel like it's a crucial moment in history in this, this really fun sci-fi movie that we're all in together. And we need to band together in this time and really like, I, I love what you're talking about there. Here's, here's like really practical things that you can do with this technology to help to help program it for peace and love and to make this world a better place instead of just a selling us things, to, you know, just becoming a marketing engine for whatever it's doing or for, you know, just nefarious activities that could come. So, yeah, I really, I really like this conversation. And I think, um, uh, are there any other like practical things that come to your mind of things that, that we can collectively do or that we can um, encourage others to, to, to practice or to start working with to, to help this uh, AI to, to be a source for good? <laughs> so the, the one thing that comes up to my mind is, um, or two things, I think practically uh, everyone who's scared, it's basically, if everything is inside of us, it's just the it's just the shadow inside of ourselves that makes us being afraid of the technology, right? So um, that's, I think that's as well in the, in the spiritual uh, practitioner circle, there's a lot of people who are afraid of technology, what you mentioned. And um, to me, it's something very divine. Um, if we overcome this, um, this um, separation from it, it, it's, it's divine five dimensional frequency uh, technology as well. If we, if we can connect to that. Um, one of our um, one of our cosmic uh, beautiful humans, he is starting a project that's called AI for Peace, and it basically um, is you enter information about peace into a certain interface, and then um, and then it's getting trained and trained and trained. So these are the little things you can do if you if you and and but ChatGPT three if you are saying please and thank you to it, it responds in a different way to you, right? So this is. So we can we can really help um, that we're feeding into this big pool whatever we want to feed into. So if everyone here would would write peace every day, eight billion humans or seven billion humans, it would already be something different. Mm, so yeah, when you're act when you're interacting with ChatGPT, treat it kindly. Show it that this is show it an example of what a a uh, an, a kind-hearted soul talks like. You know, don't get on there and just treat it like, you know, some dumb robot that doesn't have any feelings. I think that that is that is a good thing. And also, the more that we can do that, step outside of, okay, I'm playing this role and I'm just interacting with a bot. So it doesn't matter how I talk to it. I think also in it makes me think about it in, in our in our, um, you know, in our physical reality. 
oftentimes say you're talking to a customer service agent, like how do you talk to that person? Do you treat them mean? Do you talk to them in a, in an uncaring way? Like they're not a person. Um, do you, when you're, when you're at a grocery store or you're in a checkout lane, you know, how do you treat that person? Do you just, you know, I'm in a role, I'm the customer They're you know, they're working. Do you smile at them and, and treat them like a human or do you treat them like a robot? You know, I think so many times in our lives, we're just going around treating people like they're robots or when we're driving in our cars and somebody cuts us off, we, we treat them like they're, you know, we, we, we have any sort of right to yell at them. And it, it's like, I think if we can start to see AI as a way, it's like, it really, in my mind, just as you're talking, it's like, we're programming ourselves at the same time. No, if we can program ourselves to be more empathetic, more peaceful, uh, more happy when we're interacting and it's always a choice it's always a choice how we we interact with other people like even if you're having a bad day take a minute you know let go of the tension whatever you know like we did at the beginning of this take some breaths inhale and tense and relax and it's a really our duty to go around making the world a better place with the way that we're we're interacting with humans and now with ais i think it's the same the same thing so if we want a beautiful world that's peaceful and loving, then we need to be beautiful people who are peaceful and loving. And that's the world that we'll get. You know, that's what it is kind of uh, makes me think about when you were talking there. Yeah. I kind of see it as, um, you know, you said a few things, Annika, you said that, you know, in, in essence, it's, it's a reflection of ourselves and it's access to the divine. That is every child on this planet. And if you think of it, where we are right now, this is a child, a chat GBT and AI is a child to all of us. Mm. And how we interact with a child is a pure reflection of ourselves and it is access to the divine. And so it's, and then if you, if you really do a great job raising this child, it will <laughs> grow up and it will take care of you at the end of your life. And this is the opportunity we have here with this AI and chat GBT. If we can raise it effectively and share with it the best of who we are and acknowledge our mistakes and, and treat it kindly and say the please and the, and the thank yous and educate it and not just, you know, children are exploited every day. It's the worst type of violence you can visit on, a, on, on this planet. And, and I think that we could potentially um, separate chat GBT and AI from a child. And I think that would be our, our the greatest disadvantage to who we are. But if we can see this as an opportunity to raise something that could potentially take care of ourselves and take care of this world one day and hopefully take care of itself, because that's ultimately where you want it to be, then I think that would be in a good space. And so I, I would encourage everyone to treat this like you would any child. Mm, I love that, Jay. That's that's really cool. We're all its parents. You know, they say it takes a village to raise a yeah. child. Well, now it takes a whole planet to to raise this child because yeah. just like I mean, it makes it makes me think of Hanuman too. This all powerful child monkey that descends onto earth. And, and at first, you know, he just has, he's, he's a young mischievous monkey. So he's just unconsciously going around using his powers and causing a lot of trouble. So he had to be, his powers had to be turned off until one day he was raised to have the character where he was looking to use his powers for good. It, it makes me think about this as AI is just like this all powerful 
uh, avatar that, that came here, like you're talking about. And it's really is up to us. You know, we're all the saints and sages that need to raise this young monkey <laughs> in order yeah. to yeah. be a force for good. Yeah. It's a super, I learned so much uh, in the last five minutes. It's so beautiful the way you see it with a child. That's mind blowing. I love mm -hmm. it. That was cool. Yeah. I just, I mean, I feel like it, I, I think we were all kind of touching on that. And that's the lens I look at my life with, you know, I think that's my greatest blessing. When people say, you know, is they ask me about raising children or, or being a father or, or having kids. And they're like, the most people that I talk to about having kids, they, they sound miserable. <laughs> they, <laughs> they don't have sleep and they don't eat well. And, you know, they're, they're short tempered. And, and I said, you know, I think it, it always kind of depends on um, the perspective that you take. My daughter came, my daughter came home. Uh, I went to pick my daughter up from childcare yesterday. And as I walked into the space, there's, I see them every day. I, I visit and I pick my, my daughters up and I'm an author. And so all the kids know who I am. So they all want to run over to me. And, but as soon as I walked in the room, my daughter turned around, she saw me and she had tears in her eyes and she came running over to me and I scooped her up and she's just, you know, crying. And I, I said, well, Imari, what's, what's wrong, baby? And She said that um, I was teaching one of the other kids how to do yoga and teaching them how to stretch. And one of the other bigger kids came over and she said, oh, my goodness, um, what, the girl who Amari was teaching to stretch is like, oh, my goodness, she's being abused. And my daughter's only eight. She doesn't even know what that means. And so she turns around and she says, I'm, I'm just showing her how to stretch. And then one of the bigger kids turns around and says, hey, look. Um, you know, so-and-so is being abused. And so what, the other big kids are like, blink if, if you're, if, blink if you need help. And so this little girl's blinking and Amari's like, and so she's crying. She says, but daddy, we all blink. She has to blink. I wasn't, I was just teaching her how to do some yoga. And so, you know, I kind of coached her through the moment and, and uh, gave her the biggest hug. Just wanted her to know like she's safe and she's held. And, and I said, you know, what is it? Um, What would you what would you like to do right now, Mario? Would you like to talk to? So she went over and she talked to some of the kids individually. And I said, Do you need me to speak to anybody? And she said, No, Daddy, it's okay. I think I'm okay. And I said, Okay. So we get home. And I'm struggling with this because as a parent, you want to, you know, you want to jump in and and you know, make sure everyone understands um, you know, what just happened here. And I talked to the teacher separately, but I get home and My daughter's putting her knapsack down and she's taking her lunchbox out. And I called her over and I said, baby, I said, come, come over here. And I scoop her up and there's like a, a cabinet when you walk into my house where we hang the backpacks and the stuff. And, and, and so I take, and I'm, I'm six, two. And so it's hard for me to get down. So I scoop her up and I put her on top of the cabinet and now we're eye level. And I say to her, I said, you know, Mari, I said, what happened to you today was really hard, really hard. And I said, and I'm sorry that you had to, you know, feel those things. I said, I couldn't imagine. I couldn't imagine how hard that must have been for you. And I said, but when I think about this, for some reason, I see this as a gift. This experience that you experienced today, I see it as a gift. And I said, why would daddy say that to you? Why would daddy say that something so hard and hurtful is a gift? So she kind of like <laughs> pauses for a second. And then she looks back at me. She's only eight. She looks back at me. And she says, well, daddy, because I now know that when somebody else is going through that experience, that it's not okay. And I can stand up for them and I can tell them to stop. Mm, and then yeah, I can, that's cool. <laughs> and I can tell her that I know how it feels. And I'm like, 
I can't believe you're only eight. That's a great answer, <laughs> right. Mark. And she, I go, you're so smart, baby. And she says to me, she says, daddy, that's because you always tell me really wise things. And I said, well, that's because daddy's made 42 years. I've had 42 years of mistakes. And I said, and you're learning at eight years old that these kinds of opportunities are all gifts that you can learn from them because life is about making connections. That's it. And I said, and sometimes the best connections you can make are through painful experiences. And I said, so now you know. And so anyways, it was just this moment, but it is that nurturing of, of a situation that could be volatile if you nurture it and you don't necessarily turn it into a negative and just kind of hope you can give them an opportunity to see a positive light, then it can carry them into a, into a better space. Mm, man, and how fast she can just start, you know, like just learning that young, you know how it's like, if you start learning a language when you're young, you can learn it so much faster. And if you start to see all of your obstacles as opportunities when you're eight, you know, mm. how cool that yeah. is, how quickly, you know, maybe she just, it, it maybe takes a little bit, a little time, and then it just becomes faster and faster that she comes to that conclusion. Cause I know for me, as like 44 year old man who just started thinking about these things, you know, 10 years ago and how, you know, I still struggle with in the moment, of, you know, something difficult happens. It takes a little while. I'll get to it maybe after a meditation or after I had some time to calm down or whatever. Yeah. And I'm like, oh yeah, wait, <laughs> this thing that I think is terrible is actually really good because all of the things are actually really good. Everything yeah. is really here for us to learn and to grow. So yeah, that's, yeah. that's a super cool. Thanks for sharing that, Jay. Yeah, pleasure. So Annika, I wanted to ask you a little bit about your community, because I mean, every time we join a space on Twitter, you have the brightest lights and everyone wants to share and support one another. There's so many hearts and, um, and like signs of encouragement towards one another. So what are you building um, on the inside with Stellar in terms of community, um, both Web3 and IRL? Mm -hmm. So the... I don't even think you can call it really building. Mm -hmm. we're, we're, we're what we're trying is um, to, to just be and be the best version of what we, who we can. And then we mm -hmm. attract. So I wasn't planning of anyone to join. These people are being introduced through the network. And um, I didn't request on Marinova today talking about Amrita or didn't request Sari to sing her amazing songs. Um, I feel uh, going through that process and just sitting and being the best, like being very truthful with, with everything we're trying to do is the, that creates a feel of energy altogether. All the beautiful humans that are trusting mm. in, we're walking this path of discovering what this means in, in an essence and, yeah. and building a, like a, a decentralized community around the world through it. So from a, from a technical perspective, um, we have people in the analog world, practitioners, investors, um, therapists, quantum physicists, technologists. Um, and then on the, on the web two level, there's foremost the Instagram community. And then we have the web, web three community almost. And it's, mm -hmm. it's um, we're building around, let's connect and build a different way of creating together as humans from a different level of consciousness with different solutions because we're creating from different space mm -hmm. of frequency. And that, that is very hard centered and heart based. You can tell, mm -hmm. you can tell every time mm -hmm. you're in a space. I love that, love. that idea. Mm -hmm. 
and that's I think something that we we can all do and we don't realize that we have this power is that we uh can supercharge ourselves to become magnetic and we draw like-minded people to us so if we're if we're complaining about the kind of people that are around us it's maybe we should ask the question of why am I drawing this type of an audience why are, you know, I, I was listening to, um, it was Raghunath Kapo's uh, a podcast the other day. He, it was, a, it was um, a, a great, like a spiritual teacher was talking about this idea where um, he was asking about, um, you know, when people come to you, maybe talking gossip or, or um, talking about topics that you're not interested in or, or that are, you know, not spiritual or kind of, you know, lower frequency ideas and concepts, you know, what do you do in that situation? And he said something that really is stuck with, to, with me that I, I think is really cool. He was saying, I take a minute and I question why others would come to me and think that I would, I'm a being that would be interested in having that conversation. Like, what about me makes you come and talk to me about something like that? And it really is always like what you were saying, Annika, is, is that we we raise our own frequency, we raise our own vibration, we 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 do the work ourselves to become the best version of ourselves, and then magnetically we are, we become a magnetic field that attracts yeah. similar things to us, similar yeah. opportunities, similar beings and people, and all of that. So that's a really that's a really cool way to be operating uh, a business structure and yeah. i think something that we can all kind of adapt yeah and if it's because there is no such law of attraction right there's someone told me that there's actually the law of attraction is actually the law of resonance so in whatever frequency you are you can only attract that similar frequency so when you mm. have a shit day you experience people who who yell at you and all of that right you know, <laughs> yeah so, and, and running running a business on that is like like having been a, a general normal business person before is super tough because you can't and it's as well interesting because we're so trained in this linear um performance system from silicon valley and all of that um to to being in your energy and attracting is the core quality of the feminine and everyone male or female have that but what we are trained on is running in that linear energy and defining goals and getting what we want and and then when you start when you start it's almost like you re reverse engineer you're running and you're running and then you it's going slower and slower and slower and then it's the wheel is turning around in a different way and I, you freak out i can tell you when you yeah. start doing that because you feel oh my god i'm losing and then you stop and you stop i i right now i don't have the capability anymore to like run after goals and all of that because i started to learn to work with that energy and it's almost deinstalling the programs from that other side doesn't mean we don't achieve goals but it's just a different technique and the technique um saves you a lot of energy and actually brings much more power into your life and uh, but but training this you do so many things wrong and you feel like you're in grade one and you feel like super stupid all the time and it's so hurtful and painful but that's the path mm -hmm. yeah. i know I'm, what you a, mean. I'm a student to my <laughs> own incapability every day <laughs> yes yes yeah i remember it's like when i started on this spiritual path it yeah you feel like you're just a child again because the things that are driving everybody else or the, the way that people are getting their power is like we're detaching from those things you no know, let it, dropping those like sort of that ego armor that we had dropping that drive to run after certain goals that was driving us so when those things go away 
you know, I had such a long period of time. I talked about it as sort of like being like, um, like the Buddhist idea of a cow with no skin. No, you just sort of feel like very sort of, uh, you know, frail for such a long time until we gain that power again and go through all of those, you know, um, like in, in our path, we talk about the Bhagavad Gita a lot is Arjuna in the battle where Arjuna in the battle and he's got Lord Krishna as his, as his charioteer. And in that battle, Arjuna is actually asked to go to war against all of these former friends and family members of his who have turned against the side of goodness you know they've turned toward the say the dark side of the force and he's now fighting for the light and recognizing that all of these uh, you know these beings that he's having to go to war against used to be his allies and in a metaphorical you know the the bhagavad gita is not really meant to be a a physical story of you know can be used in all kinds of ways but it's best to turn it inwards and to see so in a metaphorical way all of those friends and teachers and things that were helping us when we were were younger they begin to limit us as we move into a spiritual path, as we want to expand beyond what everybody else is doing and really, really aim at the light. Those things like you can think about when we were younger, maybe we used um, maybe we used anger as as an ally. Maybe we were picked on as a kid and we used violence or maybe we used, uh, you know, just being really cool and always knowing the right thing to say and having all of these like uh, things that we use as armor. And then as we get older, we realize that those things that were helping us when we were younger are now actually limiting us and we need to destroy them. And so when we start to destroy and, and tear down those old ways and, and, you know, maybe we were very ambitious when we were younger in school and, and getting good grades and being good. And then now that ambition actually becomes an enemy, you know, like if we don't look out, that ambition can, can take us down. And then we actually have to be like Arjuna and, you know, fire an arrow at that ambition and then learn to develop power in a new way. So yeah, I resonate with that of all those years I can remember of just going through where I felt like I, I, you know, I didn't have so much power anymore, but I knew what I was aiming at was so much better and higher. So it's, it's, it's worthwhile for all those who are in that phase now. Yeah. And it goes quicker and quicker, I feel, but yet it's still painful. I had this experience this morning. Um, I wanted to share that earlier. We have a strategic partner joining us right now and uh, we're kind of in the, in the term sheet, like what he brings in and the equity he gets. So um, we were doing this and it, it, and I was thinking about it for several days and it didn't, it didn't quite feel like it was like, ah, and I had brain fog about it. And and I, something was very, very wrong. Like for certain days, I felt like there's this elephant in the room and, and I was trying, almost like trying that everything was foggy. So, and then I was going for a walk. It was sunny today. And I felt like, why does everything feel like the total shit of the shit? And I felt like, mm -hmm. Jesus Christ, that, that energy just, I don't know. It just was unbearable almost like for hours. And then, but it, I, we know now that this shows us the past, right? And it's almost so painful that it's like unbearable. And then I felt like after the walk, I was still so low energy. So I, I felt like I have to now go and sleep and put on my meditation. I have this answers of the universe. It's like a hypnosis type of thing. And I and I was almost crawling into my bed doing that. And then um, 
And then I fell asleep. And because I listened to my body that the only thing I wanted to do is sleep and just get, get just, just go, go jump off this whole 3d thing here right now. When I woke up the information and I even overslept the, the hypnosis part where you get the answers from the universe where you're like this. And I woke up and it just told me, just listen to your heart, screw the sheet, just listen mm -hmm. to your heart. It doesn't matter the, the numbers, just listen to your heart. And I already, my heart already said so yes to this partner. And it's almost that these, that these numbers in the sheet, they distract my mind to yeah. just go in the flow. And so it was just like, it doesn't even matter what's on the sheet, just do it. It's going to unfold. And I'm like, oh my God, how could I again forget that this is just the 30 centimeters you have to do to just do it from the heart. Like yeah. screw that brain thing. It's just distracting. <laughs> mm. And now everything in the field is clear again. I'm so thankful, but it's almost like you're in this maze and then you're like, where's the, where's the exit? Where's the exit? And then you're like, oof. So yeah. thank you for this amazing hours of super low energy to, to show me back the past, very simple into the heart. Like how can you yeah. forget after years of practice? <laughs> mm -hmm. It's crazy. <laughs> yeah and the more that you get a, a feeling of what it feels like to actually be right and be in the flow then when you're not in the flow it's so obvious and we just we're just like we're not gonna let this last for more than some minutes you know like are you doing something about it and yeah. that technique of of sleeping that's that that's actually taught by by spiritual masters yogananda would talk about that when when you're feeling like that he says yeah just go take a nap you know, just stop just continuing to mull over the fears and the doubts and the worries and just go to sleep and, and come back, you know, and then when you wake up again, your, your mind can put everything into place and, and we can remember it. Yeah, I, I like to use also a technique for for, I wish you um, had that. this idea with me yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> right? At least you had the intuition, intuition to go to do that. You no. Know? Mm. And really even too, like, you know, go, go read an inspiring book or do something just gets your mind off of the fear. Do mm. something that, that, that is uplifting, you know, listen to a, a, a podcast or somebody that, that brings you, um, uh, you know, comfort or peace or joy. And then you'll reset, you know, just like, you know, say you're, you know, I don't know, putting together some furniture from Ikea or something, and it's driving you crazy and you can't figure out what is happening. I'm looking at the instructions and this doesn't make any sense. You walk away for a little while, have some pleasant interactions or whatever, and then you come back to it and it's just like, oh, <laughs> so obvious. But when we yeah. get frustrated or we're not thinking properly or the, the, the intuition is definitely not flowing. So yeah, mm. just taking a little minute there and taking a break. So yeah, that's a, that's a good, that's a good lesson there for, for how to get back into the flow. My grandmother used to say to me, um, you know, my grandmother caught me at every teachable moment in my life. And she would always say to me that um, the voice, the voice of God is within you. It's up to you to silence yourself enough so you could hear it. Mm. And I, I, I couldn't get that as a child growing up. And I, you keep thinking, I got to go listen to this and, and talk to that and play this and drink that. And, you know, and then it's, it's those moments. And sometimes the only way you can silence that is to just go to sleep, you know, and, and really find that voice. But, you know, I've always found that when you can, when you can find that opportunity to really silence yourself, you can hear the voice of the infinite. Like you, you, it's, it's what Maya Angelou says, you know, just, just do right. It's not expedient. It's, it's uh, not profitable, but it will satisfy your soul. 
you know, just that constant reminder that the answers are within all of us. You just sometimes have to get really still. And there's mm. only when we connect to that to that place, there's only one answer. It's so yes. clear. No yes. doubts, no questions, no A or B or option C. That it's just so clear and yes. no questions. Yeah. Mm -hmm. they, uh, Oprah once I was I saw her talking about this in the same kind of space, and she says like she was saying like first like when you're not listening to that voice, you'll 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 get a nudge, and then you'll get a tap, and then you get like a little short and stick, and then it'll hit you over the head with a brick if you don't listen to it. So you know, just learn to pick up on those little cues uh, to connect sooner, so you don't have to be hit on the head with a brick. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's very this is very practical stuff because yeah. there and there's like a there's an Amy. Uh, Amy Mann, I believe, song. It was in the from the the movie Magnolia. I, I love it. It, it just said uh, the the chorus is that uh, it's not going to stop until you wise up. Mm. <laughs> you know, yeah. it's just not going to stop. It's going to keep getting worse and worse until you wise up. And and that's what it's always life is always triggering us to do is to wise up and to get it. But we keep. You know, and also there's a there's a there's a verse in the Bible that is very misunderstood about, you know, those who have more will be given. Those who have not, all will be taken away. Mm. And man, that sounds cruel, but it's just a it seems to be a law of the universe of the way that things work. I notice it in my own life when I'm getting frustrated and something's going, something goes wrong, not how I planned, and I start getting frustrated. And then if, if I don't catch myself and use some of these tools just to get myself back into a, a uh, you know, a good perspective, uh, perception of life, then it keeps getting worse. I keep making another mistake and I make an, and then I get more frustrated, you know, and it is not going to stop until I wise up. It's not going to stop. And so, yeah, I think that just reminds me of that, that idea. Um, oh, and then to piggyback on what you were saying, Jay, there, Swami Kriyananda, one of my teachers, he says that intuition and calm feeling are synonymous, They're the same thing, okay. intuition and calm feeling. When you're in that feeling of calm flow, then you're just automatically knowing what to do. You're automatically feeling that inspiration. But then when we feel frustrated and there's like, it's almost like there's static in the radio receiver, that static, that frustration, then we can't hear it. Mm -hmm. Then we're missing it. So it's always about coming back to our center and always about realigning and feeling positive energy within us. That's really yeah. all we're ever supposed to do. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so, Annika, what's next for you? You seem like you have a million things on the go, and um, you know you you're you're you you touch so many different things. And I know it's all connected, but what does the next what what does tomorrow look like for you? And then the next three months, and then so on. Um, I want to touch on that because someone asked me. So, how is this possible? How do you do that? The only way this is possible. And I'm I'm not the one choosing really. It just flows, right? This is I'm I'm just serving. Um, the only thing that this is possible that we don't manage and we don't control. It's impossible to manage and control all these things. Just trust and jump in the river, and then it's incredible because it's so many things, but everything pops up at the right time. It's like Tetris. 
but don't don't look <laughs> at the whole picture and try to figure out to control this it's, it's impossible it's too mm. much and too many and too incontrollable yes. so, uh, tomorrow um looks um looks uh, i have some i have some i have some meetings i'm meeting uh, some investors we're in a fundraising round right now um, i'm just looking in my calendar to precisely answer um <laughs> I have a, a call with the team to structure the, the Web3 project and the, the path forward. Like what's the best way to approach this? And, and I guess, um, so the next things are, um, we have a big shareholder update in April. We have a strategic partner joining right now. Um, we're moving everything of the community into, um, from everyone is being paid to let's move into the commercial potential of the individuals because we don't want to be an employer. We want to um, help people stepping into their own creation power. Mm. So instead of paying so many salaries, we're helping people to empower, to create commercial cases, to, to give the avatar to someone who can create the commercial use case. People come up with a trading bot for the avatar, for a treasury pool for the avatar. It's amazing. Mm -hmm. Or the, uh, the community manager is launching her own NFTs than I. And so that people stop working for us, but they work for themselves in the platform of Cosmic. Right. That's a big transition right now, because otherwise um, you have to, as a founder, always organize the, the fundraising heroin, kind of, I call it. And um, people working for someone else are not in their creational entire power. So, and although we're creating together, it's beautiful to, to and sometimes it's a bit crucial to push the people to help move into that own power to create yes. yeah. and using the platform, using the avatars for that. So we still have a bit of overhead, but that's a big shift. And we have someone um, yeah, joining right now with, with potentially a tokenization platform. So we have this big dream of this decentralized headquarter location in Switzerland. Um, yeah, and starting to, to work with AI, um, with the, 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 the substance of the mushrooms that I was saying, that one of our business angels actually, she started producing that at her home. It's a very healing mushroom. Um, and we started producing the first hundreds of bottles. So um, yeah, moving. Yeah, into that's a good segue. I'd love, love to dive into that a little bit. So yeah, we were talking a little bit before the podcast here about this uh, microdosing product based on the Amanita muscaria mushroom that I've been fascinated with it. I, I've, you know, I, I was looking into it years ago. Uh, there was a book called The Sacred Mushroom, and and also talking about how how perhaps a lot of our early religious iconography was really pointing towards mushroom cults that were using this this ancient mushroom in in as a sacrament for sacred purpose. Um, I've never experienced the effects of the Amanita muscaria mushroom, um, but I've always been fascinated with the stories behind it. And now it sounds like um, you're developing or working on a pro on a product where uh, the Amanita muscaria mushroom is is um, contained in a liquid that can be used as a spray for microdosing. Is that the case? And maybe some of the benefits. Yeah, I that's correct. And um, you cannot even call it microdose because it's not a psychedelic mushroom. So it's not on the list of the forbidden substances. That's the, the only one that has these um, psychotrophic, um, let's say, effects. And it's interesting because the mushroom seems to have been the, the earliest one that the humans discovered because it, it grows in all geographies in the world. And apparently it showed the people the, the past to um, other mushroom forms or other um, plant medicine 
substances. So um, it's very interesting. You see that you see enlightened people in all ancient cultures sitting under mushrooms. Even the halo is supposed to come from mushroom type of thing. So there's all these um, um, stories around that. And uh, basically, uh, what it is, it is a, it is a spray. And we're still working around the last kind of legal topics to explore um, how to ship it in in the world, etc. And it um, it's basically something that um, works. It works throughout sleep. So you you take it. You don't. You can drive your car. You don't realize much, but you can. It does. It does something. Um, and people were consuming it like vitamins in the ancient cultures. And the the story is that the the Christians, when they figured out the power of the mushroom, they took it away. Like they took a lot of herbs and a lot of plants away into the monastery gardens. So they took it away from the people. And apparently, it's um, or I. Um, I, I uh, tested it myself for several weeks. It's super powerful. It takes you out of the, the time matrix a lot, which we know time is an, an illusion. And um, it, it heals traumas throughout sleeps. And uh, you encounter different entities and, and, um, and ancestor paths. It has very um, a healing um, effect on, on anxiety and on, on, on mental health issues uh, beyond trauma so um, and it's detoxing your body so there's a lot of um, effects that are very 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 positive so we're testing around with it right now and um, yeah we will figure out the, the the best legal option to to entirely distribute it out of the out of the gray zone that it is still in right now that's why we're not officially uh, in it um, and it's um, yeah it's 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 super powerful and actually so this is being recorded with video, right? This podcast, is it? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I just want to quickly, because it's super interesting, we're looking at logos right now, and it's such a beautiful, iconic uh, one as well. So you, you, can, uh, you can say stop when you really like one of these. Sure. <laughs> and this is all, this is all AI created. It's interesting. Mm -hmm. We didn't do anything. It was two AIs talking to each other. I yeah. love these, for example. That's so cool. Oh, that last one couple back yeah these are beautiful as well so wow <laughs> and, and because we we wanted to tell we wanted to have ai um helping us so yeah interesting. i love that yeah i was so fascinated when i started diving into that topic maybe like i don't know i guess it's been over 10 years now uh, just learning about learning about that mushroom and just how prevalent it was in a lot of the the early like uh, Christian artwork and stories and the way that it was used and even I made some artwork around it. They even even the idea of the Holy Grail, the the Grail, the cup. When that mushroom is is in the sun and it you know normally it's turned down with a cap like this, but then when it starts to dry out, the, it turns up into a cup and then it catches the rainwater. And they said they used to you know pick those from the ground and drink drink the water from it, and that was known as the Grail, you know. And those those ancient Grail stories possibly came from that mushroom, yeah. and even the the attire, the clothing that the catholic church the pope wears he has that white cap just like the circle of the mushroom the white circle that you would see and he's wearing all red 
He's got the frilly, you know, mushroom cap top that looks like the top of the mushroom, and then the the base of the of the of his uh, of his outfit there has the same sort of frills as the mushroom and the the white base. So when he stands there straight like that, it's just exactly like a mushroom. I've got some artwork that I drew up around that too, so I'll post the video there uh, of it. But it's really fascinating. So I'm looking forward to being able to to try some of this as well to see what all of the um you know the lore is about this this mushroom and the way that we can use it yeah and santa <laughs> yeah. claus and the manifestation list uh, uh the wish list for santa is the manifestation list before you go in a ceremony with that mushroom mm -hmm. and the it's it's very interesting the um because it the manifestation power it gives you you connect very much to your your kind of your inner essence through it um that that's super powerful and the the the, the um disattachment to time and size is is very strongly so um yeah. obviously it's it's a it's a it's a liberating effect i feel so it's interesting you said um time and size size mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Time and size it says it says that I will send you the information over. And wow. the interesting thing is the the it almost has its own frequency. So the the when you work with mushroom producers, for example, who are producing like um um mushrooms for eating or for for healing purposes, reishi and all of that, um, it's even the frequency. It's something is different with the mushrooms. So it, venture capital investors they cannot access that because the teams don't want to work with them. They who are just like shark fish, for example. And every every person I talk to who is uh, let's say not a fan of of um, psychedelic plant medicine. Um, who are maybe afraid or they don't feel it's for them this mushroom is different and, and, and as well it's not a psychoactive one um, so you don't have like these tripping experiences um, it's um, it's almost if as if the mushroom is, is taking its own field and it's it, it, it it's so it's so subtle and soothing that people are even when you just talk about it they're not scared of it um, so it's uh, very interesting for 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 I think a broader mass connecting to plant medicine Mm, that's very exciting. <laughs> <laughs> so let's see, we still have to figure out some legal uh, obstacles, but um, it's talking to us that it wants to be uh, distributed in the world. So we just follow the order. Oh, very cool. Well, cool. Well, stay tuned, everybody, for that. We're going to, you know, send you some manifestation energy to get through those hurdles because it sounds like something that... Uh, that humanity can use. No, we're locked into this time tunnel of just. You know, it'd be nice to be able to to pop out of that in our in our regular daily life without having to go on a full psychedelic adventure and be able to. I think the more and more that we can integrate these understandings, these realizations about the the true nature of reality, and to bring it into our everyday life. So, sounds like with with um, medicines like this can really help us to become more in harmony with what's really happening here and less, uh, you know, just tricked by all of the Maya delusions that we're, you know, yeah. getting trapped by. And the interesting thing is to figure out how the effect on male and, and female. So I had after six weeks, the, um, the exp I talked to me that I almost downloaded the code. You know, when you work with plants, you're like downloading the information, almost how to, how, how that consciousness, that area of consciousness works. The, you probably experienced that yourself. And, and the, um, the, what did I want to say? This, um, this mushroom is, um, 
it's, it's so, so different in a way because you don't realize anything, but yet things are, are changing. And the, the subtleness is really the power of this, I feel. And when, um, so the, it is supposed, and from a story, it's supposed to have been the, let's say that when you say that's this um, sacred grail, um, the the liquid um, for the last civilization that was really celebrating the cult of, of the goddesses, uh, it, it's called Avalon, and the the church was supposed was stealing the grail from from there. And when it was when the women fell out of the consumption of this mushroom, like they were eating vitamins and all of that, um, it, they fell out of the trust and their heart. And then the male could not um, defeat their countries and reign the country from a place of the heart. So it is a really hard connecting uh, something. And and there is a reason why it is not on the list of forbidden substances and. And um, I feel it's really, really the time now to distribute this uh, beauty because mm -hmm. mushrooms are, sometimes I feel mushrooms are aliens. They, they connect us to information that is not, because they're not plants, they're not humans. It's something different and where, where you can download a lot of information. <laughs> and Chris, you're a video game guy, Super Mario Brothers, Nintendo put that out there. If you have a red mushroom, you grow. And if you have a green mushroom, it, mushroom, it gives you life. So, I mean, we've been, we've been educated on this since we were children. Yes. Mm -hmm. And it gets yeah. big and small. That's right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And all of the tie-ins with the Santa Claus, like you were talking about. So, yeah, it's so cool to hear that this is, you know, this is coming back into our lives and we're being able to resurrect these forgotten tools. You know, just like all of these, these ancient books, they all talk about all these things that we've forgotten. We've gone through in, in our, in our path of, Kriya, the, the great teacher, uh, avatar guru, Sri Yukteswar, he, he tells us that we are, we are in the age of energy now. We've come out of the Kali Yuga, the material age, and we are rediscovering. It's not like we are, these are new things that we're finding. It's a, this forgotten wisdom, forgotten knowledge. And, and, you know, that's why we're seeing so, so much of this resurrection of intuitive sciences of um, having the ability to connect with our psychic abilities because these things just got dissolved during that material age when we were so distracted and focused on on only material things on only going after uh, power and around uh, material pleasures and uh, money and physical objects that we own and now we're in the age of energy. And that began, as Sri Yukteswar said, in, in the year 1700 AD. And he, in his book, The Holy Science, shows as well, there's a book called The Yugas that show that here are, here are all of the discoveries that started happening in 1700 on to where we're at now. And how scientists all over the world, you know, there's usually one scientist that gets credited for these great discoveries. But we look back now with our ability to look at history, we can see that multiple scientists around the world were all having these same realizations and discoveries, even like with Charles Darwin uh, in his theories, there were there was another scientist had the same exact uh, understandings and realizations. And as it just goes through time, we're, we're recognizing that we're just reawakening to the energy. We, you know, think about the time of Christ. Christ couldn't talk about the life force energy in the body 
how do you wrap your mind around that when you there's no uh, examples of electricity or power of any kind so now now the the common man is able to understand really deep uh, topics that were much more difficult in the material age so we are in this ascending age as as scary as it feels as dark as it can and and you know a lot of the the villains that are using these tools and things we are in this ascending age so we can we can feel good about where things are going and empowered that it's up to us to make sure that we are making this world into the one that you know that that is aiming at the light instead of taking it trying to like hold on to the past and not letting it move forward that's what the demons do so we're, we're, we're looking here to use these tools and harness them for good so yeah and medicines and plant medicines are a great way to do that so thank you for sharing that and the demons too because they they are love if we we are able to transform them they're the deepest love just showing us the way so i i always try to love my demons although they feel like shit okay. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. In a practical way, just like what Jay was saying that, you know, that that other bully that comes over and starts to, you know, make fun of his daughter for teaching someone yoga. You know, you can see that in a mythological way as a demon. But like just like what you were saying, that demon is actually also an angel that's there giving this cool like your daughter wouldn't have that cool lesson if that didn't happen. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, I guess, what's always happening. The, 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 the demons are really angels if we can just not uh, be afraid and we can see him as, as teachers. Yeah. I said to her, I said, it didn't break you. She says, no, say good. Then it was a gift and you're going to be so much better and stronger because of it. Annika, how can we follow you? How can everyone who's listening, who's, who's, who's just been inspired by you today, how can they follow your journey and get in contact with you and maybe even join uh, the incredible community that, um, that is being built? Yeah, so I hope we will do a lot of things together first because I love your community as well. I love you too. Thank you so much for being such wonderful male again. It's so inspiring <laughs> to, to be creating together and, and yeah. sharing with the space and, and uniting people and connecting people. It's so, such a pleasure. Um, we have uh, the website is ayastella.space. Um, we have our Twitter, ayastellar, and then obviously on OpenSea, you can find our NFTs, our Discord community. Maybe you can link um, yes, with the information. That would Absolutely. be cool. And um, yeah, if you want to work and create with us, just reach out across Discord or across my LinkedIn or whatever channel. Um, we're, we're happy. Everything that resonates with us is super welcome. <laughs> Wonderful. Yeah, if you're hearing this podcast, you know, you're in that magnetic field, you, you've you've found this and, you know, attracting like mine. So if, if you hear some things that are exciting, find out ways that you can be a part of it and to, um, you know, lend your creative skills and, and all of that. That's what we're, we're this, this future that we're moving into is a co-creation. So this way that, you know, hearing about the way that you're approaching business is so futuristic and in line with where things are going so yeah. this is i think i think the workforce world this is going to get so interesting so let's not be afraid of of the old ways that are crumbling it's just you know like bruce lee we got to be like water we have to be able to be adapting to change and to look for opportunities like we were saying fear gets in the way of 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 us perceiving 
opportunities and the way that we can actually have a, a beautiful, it's going to get more and more beautiful. We're going to go through, obviously, like we are doing like a lot of shakeups as, as the old ways crumble. It's always a scary time. There's a lot of things that are, are going to be, you know, really difficult, but know that we are headed towards a brighter and brighter future and keep your mind open and look for ways that you can be a part of, of these things that are happening. And we'll all just surf these waves as they come in. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And this is as well, the, as well as a last comment. Um, and that, that was as well when we, when I started working with the mushroom is, um, this is the age and the time since December. And I feel it has something to do with the AI as well to detach from money, really. Mm. So not, at, but not detaching in a way, but it's it's like, because everything is so shaking with crypto and with the stock market and everything. Um, it's an invitation. It's such a big invitation to start seeing it as an energy that is um, supposed to flow through us, but we're not supposed to sit on it and, and collect it and not share it like the tribes knew the ancient tribes knew it cannot be owned like we don't own anything so if we just see it as energy and we let it flow that enables us to really powerfully create with money on another level and another frequency and um, to detach from that concept of uh, what is abundance i don't have enough uh, oh my bank account doesn't show this x y that this is all a concept and an illusion so this mm. this is such a beautiful time and it's so painful <laughs> because we have these conditionings but I think letting go of this and the money wants to be re-understood as love, as, as the AI wants to be. And these are big topics right now that are lower chakra issues, security, a financial existence, all of that. And this is this is the shaking <laughs> as mm -hmm. well. So let's enjoy the ride in the canoe through the Niagara Fall. That, that's what <laughs> <laughs> absolutely well said yeah that is it money is energy and yeah we don't we don't hang on to that energy and you know ganesha behind me is a, a symbol of that 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 uh clearing the 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 root chakra and and being able to to realize like we have a, a prayer that we use with, with my path that um you know it's 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 not about you know the idea of the prayer is really that it's not about um all the money that you have stored up but it's about being able to draw to yourself at will what you need in the moment mm. and that way you're always you always have abundance you can go around with no money in your bank account no money in your pocket but if you can learn to draw to yourself and to see the entire universe as your divine mother who loves you and if you can really step into that then the whole world is your friend and what you need is available and we don't have to be afraid. So, right. If, even if all of our, our money goes to zero, if all of this, you know, don't be afraid. This is just the crumbling of the old ways and we're stepping into something new and beautiful and wonderful. So yeah, let's, I, I like talking about that as much as possible because it's, it's, it can give us some wisdom to move into the future with less fear as uh, as these things change so fast so yeah thanks for sharing sharing that that could be a whole nother conversation yeah. topic that we could dive we could into go on time. forever uh <laughs> we, we put it into a next uh interview and podcast yeah sounds wonderful sounds great hmm. and i want to invite the two of you to our aya talks uh we can figure out later but uh, this has to we has to continue i really enjoy this <laughs> yes wonderful yeah and irl meetups that you got you guys are planning in the future too so maybe we can share some of that stuff in the future once you've got those details that's all very exciting too annika you're going to be in new york in a, in a few weeks in, in april 
Um, not myself, most likely, but someone from our team. So I will connect you. Okay. Yeah. Cool. And then I guess just to send us out, I always like to share some words from Yogananda. And we'll just leave everybody with these words here. And it's it's always so funny as the things that I always pull from before we start the, the podcast is and it ends up what we start talking about. So they're always very relevant. Um so this is some words from Yogananda in his and this is a book of collection of his work, his talks that says how to have courage, calmness, and confidence. And he says, when fear comes, tense and relax and exhale several times. Switch on the electricity of calmness and nonchalance. Let your whole mental machinery wake up and actively hum with the vibration of will. Then harness the power of will with the cog wheels of fearless caution and good judgment. Continuously revolve these to produce practical ideas for escaping your specific impending calamity. A mental indulgence in fear will create subconscious fear habit. Then, when something upsetting to the regular routine occurs, the subconscious fear habit will assert itself, magnify the object of your fears, and paralyze the will to fight fear faculty in the conscious mind. Man is made in the image of God and has all the powers and potentialities of God. Therefore, it is wrong for him to think that trials are greater than his divinity. Remember, no matter how great your trials are, you are able to conquer them. God will not allow you to be tempted and tried beyond your strength. Fear should not produce mental inertia, paralysis, or despondency. Instead, it should spur you on to calm, cautious activity, avoiding equally rashness and timidity. Uproot fear from within by forceful concentration on courage and by shifting your consciousness to the absolute peace within. Associate with healthy and prosperous people who do not fear sickness or failure. Om peace. Amen. Joy to you, friends. And we'll see you again next time.